0: This is the High School Football America podcast for August the 1st, 2019. I'm Jeff Fisher. Heading to Memphis, Tennessee right now. Another one of our winners on the Twitter contest where they uh, tweeted out a tweet and they get to expose their program to the nation. And this one is a good one. It's been knocking on the door of the High School Football America 100 for several years. This year, The Whitehaven team starts just outside in the uh, honorable mention category, but uh, between you and I and Coach uh, Salisbury, who's going to come on here in a second, they are ranked 141 in the nation, so uh, the 100 is not too far away. They've got a real good schedule. Once again, last year they were runner-up in the state of Tennessee in the biggest classification. Rodney Salisbury is entering his 16th season. Great record, 158-37, a couple of state championships, the last one coming in 2016 and coach is joining us now to talk about his kids and uh, what i'm sure is going to be an exciting 2019 season for your kids welcome to the show coach all right, thank you for having me. Yeah, let's, uh, the, again, you know, when I do interviews like this, I always ask the coach to put on his kind of ambassador hat for the entire community there so uh, so the national audience can understand a little bit about Whitehaven football, the records that I just read and the state championships speak for themselves. But explain to the, the community what this school is like and how football fits into the fabric of the community.
1: Uh, well, first and foremost, it's all about family. Uh, our school is uniquely situated in the, what we call the Waihaven Empowerment Zone, uh, a vision of our principal, where we have nine schools within the community uh, that all point up from elementary school to middle school, all the way up to the high school, just getting the whole community bound into one vision, uh, one vision, one mind, one voice. Uh, so that's really the whole essence of it, and athletically, uh, we're using our sports As a means to an end, as a vehicle to help our kids gain opportunities through athletics and in in conjunction with athletics and academics to just further educational opportunities to get them on the college, change their family's trajectory, and just to get them on another plane uh, for their lives.
0: And that's a wonderful, wonderful mission. Rodney Salisbury on the line, Whitehaven High School in Memphis, Tennessee. And I, I read a, an article when I was preparing for our interview a couple of years ago, and you were talking about that mission there, which is you know making sure that these student-athletes really have that student aspect and get to the next level. One of the things that made me chuckle when I was reading that interview was just you talking about, since you, you're kind of an old guy, you've been around the block a couple of times, just the difference between uh, back in the day uh, doing VHSs versus Huddle and everything else they have today. How dramatically uh, changed is it uh, when it comes to helping your student athletes?
1: Oh, it, the change has been has uh, been tremendous, and people really don't understand how how short time period ago it was before the advent of huddle of uh, how recruiting went, how making highlight films, and how doing film exchanges, and how all those things were so cumbersome and time consuming, uh, and really not efficient at all. And, and now with the advent of huddle and being able to do so many things online and a streamlined process, uh, recruiting has gone to a whole nother level, exposure. Uh, I mean, the studying of the game, the education of the game, everything has just graduated tremendously due to technology. So uh, my wife is extremely proud and appreciative of the creators of huddle uh, for just saving so much time and efficiency and giving coaches more time where they can actually do other things. Uh, especially getting, actually being able to come home and not be stuck (laughs) in front of a computer all. Hours at a time trying to remember time marks and stuff and pausing one VCR and and trying that stuff was bananas uh, back in the day trying to figure that whole thing out.
0: Yeah, it really. I, I remember the first time I sat and this is years ago. I'm 58 years old. The first uh, film breakdown session I ever got a chance to sit in, and I, I was I was like, oh my god, this is this is a time robber here, that's for sure. <laughs> Rodney Salisbury <laughs> yeah, is on the line, uh, Whitehaven High School in Memphis, Tennessee, and you know an, another part of that question could be about just the evolution uh, of you know the sport which it used to be, a you know, for coaches, a, a four-month-a-year job, right? And now it's around the clock for you guys. And, you know, you got to have spring ball, you, you've you got your summer workouts, and then you go into fall camp, which is around the corner. H- how do you, as a coach, as the head coach who's in charge of kind of setting this up, how do you view, you know, December ends, you get a little time off, you go into the weight rooms. Take the, the listeners through kind of your philosophy of how you build up to the opening of fall camp.
1: Oh, well, it's... Again, it's, it's things have changed so much. Uh, you definitely want to have your kids always engaged. Um, but one of the things that's troublesome in some areas is so many kids and so many parents are now trying to get their kids to specialize so much uh, in one sport. And I actually think it may be somewhat of a detractor, in a sense, uh, because the kids uh, over train. Uh, they over train in some instances. Uh, but there's really it's, it's almost no time off, but you gotta fixate, uh, and be intentional about make sure you give them breaks. Uh, our goal is to always play through December. Uh, so after, uh, we have that, I try to give them two weeks away from football. Um, two weeks away from football to where you get a time to rejuvenate. Uh, and get yourself back going. But kids that play basketball, they obviously don't get that break. They kind of just go spring into the next sport. Uh, so we try to give them that break in December. And when we come back in January, as many as we can, we try to gear towards track. And uh, then also some will also play baseball as a spring sport. Uh, and even those that can can also play soccer. So we try to gravitate our kids. Uh, and We got to do a better job of that graduating them uh, or gravitating them to play additional sports that's just trained their body in a different way, uh, but obviously so many kids are wanting to be in the weight room, so you have to have a strength conditioning program, uh, so it really runs in cycles from January on all the way to spring practice in May, and obviously, you know, it goes from there, so it's a year-round process, but you also got to find ways to diversify uh, the kids and how they train.
0: No doubt about it. The numbers don't lie. Multi-sport athletes do make a difference. Talking Tiger football, Whitehaven High School in Memphis, Tennessee with Coach Rodney Salisbury and, and and Coach, um, let me just take a few seconds here to to let the the I said you guys play a tough schedule. Let the listeners know exactly how tough it is. Aside from your tough in state schedule, which includes a game this year against uh, Brentwood Academy, that uh, house you have there, number one fourteen in our preseason. And I don't put a lot into preseason rankings; it's more fun for the fans, obviously. You also have on uh, September the sixth, you get uh, from Arkansas North Little Rock. That's a great program. They're number ninety seven. You've got a very tough team from Mississippi in South Haven. So tell me uh, and the listeners a little bit about your philosophy about scheduling such a, a rugged, you know, amount of games. How does that prepare you for you know what you want, which is that postseason run that goes deep into December?
1: Well, um, the quote that I love is "iron sharpens iron." Uh, if you want to have a quality program, you have to play and compete against quality programs. So having a challenging schedule. Uh, will give your kids the fortitude uh, to just be able to go into tough places and play, uh, be able to play against quality opponents, and it's a challenge to coaches to make sure you're doing your proper preparation and uh, getting the game played above the neck and also physically getting your body ready to compete at the highest level. So uh, we want to play a competitive schedule. Uh, we want to challenge ourselves to get out and play t- top programs because that's what we aspire to be. Uh, we want to be a top program, not only in the state of Tennessee, but also in the country. Uh, so you have to challenge yourself and go out and play teams uh, and and play tough matchups. Uh, so we're excited about the challenge this year. And if we want to go to state championship, which we'll face, uh tough programs from the other side, be it Maryville, be it Murfreesboro, Oakland, or whomever comes out of the other side, those are two really talented programs on the other side of the state. Uh so We just have to keep preparing and challenging
0: ourselves with tough competition. Sure. Rodney Salisbury on the line. Whitehaven High School in Memphis, Tennessee. And and, and Coach, uh, uh, let's let you play ambassador a little bit here. Uh, you mentioned a, a couple of the teams that have found their way into our national rankings. You're knocking on the door. But let's educate the listeners as to the quality of football in Memphis. Uh, I'm down the road here in Atlanta. I've gotten to learn it a little bit over the last year. As I read kind of every – got the commercial appeal there and, and what you guys are doing. Explain to the listeners around the country how good Memphis high school football is uh,
1: well, I'll say it's one of the diamonds in the rough. Uh, it's one of the diamonds in the rough that people are recognizing. And if we actually go back to historically, it's so much talent in the Memphis area. Uh, we just go back and look. It's so many SEC talented, Division One talented kids that are constantly being produced, uh, produced out of the Memphis area. Uh, we're known as a basketball city. Well, we pretty we produce more football players. At the highest level uh, in Memphis. So we have a great talent pool, and we're actually getting better as it goes. You know, the coaching is getting better. Uh, so, again, also the football IQs are increasing, uh, the preparation, all those things are increasing. So, Memphis football has improved tremendously. Uh, we have nine 6A schools in the Memphis area. So, that's a large, in the mm-hmm. Memphis area. We have nine 6A schools, which is the highest level. Uh, we have I believe four of the highest level of the private schools, of the private school region in the Memphis area. And, I mean, we have probably about 70 or 80 schools in Memphis that play high school football. So, I mean, it's a ton of schools, a ton of uh, talent, and just a ton of players and student-athletes all across the city uh, that play at a high level. So Memphis is a hotbed for talent. A lot of people come and pick uh, pick out our talent from Memphis, so Memphis football is on the rise, and our job is just continue to uh get the exposure all across the country for the talent that we have in the city.
0: Yeah, I like that—a diamond in the rough. You have more there than Elvis, I guess, is the point that you are making. Yeah. Coach Salisbury on the our line right now. On, yeah, go our ahead. School is on Elvis Presley Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> that That's not a bad place to be if you want to break onto that yeah. big national scene and get everybody looking at you. Um, Coach, we're talking yeah. Whitehaven High School football tonight, uh, and before we delve into some kids by name, the kids that you're looking for, not only on the field talent-wise but leadership and all that, um, I, I talked to Kevin Creasy, the guy that beat you last year in the state championship game at Oakland, and I asked him this question, and I'm going to give you the same opportunity because it's, it's no surprise to me, uh, especially when I look at our algorithm – and have seen the climb of Tennessee football in general. Uh, it used to be maybe a couple, three, four names that everybody could pick out. But overall, it seems as though that, just like you said there in Memphis, that it's kind of a diamond in the rough, that Tennessee is an upcoming state. I mean, do you agree with that? And if you do, why do you think it is getting to the point where it's, it's getting into that mention of, hey, there are some good kids that you need to recruit in that state?
1: Oh, yeah, it's definitely has grown tremendously. Uh They hold Nashville, Murfreesboro area. So that middle Tennessee area has grown. uh, It's grown over leaps and bounds. So the talent in that area uh, has intensified because they just, they're intentional about the training and the things that they do outside of the uh, outside of just football uh, to get their kids better. Uh, So that area is blossoming. Uh, Also just, and Tennessee is such a long state <laughs> it's yes. such a, you know so it's it covers so much ground uh that a lot of people you know you have these little spots and areas uh that sometimes it get lost it gets lost in that uh but it's it's so many kids here It's so much land area, so much space so much population uh with it being so spread out sometimes we don't get the same benefit uh that some mothers get uh because it's so spacious uh but there's a lot of areas I mean the Knoxville area's been thriving. Yeah, Uh, the Chattanooga area and then Austin. But obviously the leaders would be the Nashville, Murfreesboro area. And then I say Memphis probably has the most talent
0: across the state uh, overall. It's interesting. I told Coach Creasy uh, in the algorithm that we did just kind of lumped everybody together in all the states. Tennessee uh, cracked the top 12. They're in the, in the dirty dozen right now, so that's a pretty good climb. You guys were uh, somewhere when we started this a couple of years ago around 20th in the nation, but it, it's moving up. Talking Whitehaven High School Tiger football out of Memphis, and uh, now time to kind of uh, camp right around the corner. Actually, are you guys in camp already? Uh, yeah, we started at uh, full
1: swing this week.
0: Okay, well, let's uh, let's start talking about uh, some of the kids by name that you're looking for big things out of. Uh, I know when I took a look at uh, you know what you had coming back off of the Max Preps roster, uh, one of the things that stood out was it looks like you got a pretty good defensive uh, returning uh, group there, a good unit. Uh, your linebackers, I think, are all D1 prospects, so why don't we get some of these kids' names in, start on the defensive side of the ball, and what you expect out of them.
1: Uh well uh we'll start with the numbers one jersey numbers one, two and three. Uh I say they wear those jerseys for a reason. Uh again, number one being Bryson Easton. Uh just a dynamic athlete, and it's just as a kid he's a young kid, you know, so he's just turning seventeen uh he'll actually uh about graduate uh almost as a seventeen year old uh but standing six three two hundred fifty pounds uh running the four six time it's like you know an athlete that big and just can move that well, playing middle linebacker is scary that he can actually get better, uh, and he actually can get better as he goes to college, so uh, that naturally makes him uh, one of the top linebackers in the nation. Uh, the size alone, speed, all that combination, so we're just excited about what he can be uh, continually as a as a true middle linebacker and a the alpha male to have at the start of your defense. Uh, and then it goes on for there for number two, Martavius French, uh, who had a great Dynamic season last year. Uh, fortunately, Bryson was hurt and missed about half of the season, and Martavius stepped up and took the mantle and ran with it and led our defense. And obviously, uh, uh, when they partnered back up, we we're able to still play the state championship game. Martavius, you know, again, is the prototypical size where he's 6'3, 235 pounds, and he just turned 17 last week. Wow. Uh, so again, these two young, young kids that are just their size projects well to the next level, and they're great kids and savvy football players. And uh, to round up that trifecta will be Tamarion McDonald, who is that hybrid safety linebacker kid uh, at 6'2", about 220 pounds right now, that can run and jump as a dynamic athlete. We just say he's Mr. Everything. He's our punter, uh, plays receiver. I mean, just can play anywhere on the football field. Uh, just a true athlete. Uh, So all three of those guys are just marquee guys uh, all getting recruited by the top SEC schools SEC schools. Two of them have already committed, Um uh, Martavius to the University of Arkansas and Tamarion, uh, to Mississippi State University. Uh, so those three are the leaders of our defense. And up front, we have Zion Walker, who has some FBS offers as well, a defensive tackle. And Andre Gooden has been a starter for years at our free safety spot. So the center of our defense and then linebacker core is just led by some great athletes. Uh, but that, that defense is, we're excited about it. Antonio Hall at corner, uh, is gonna be another little feisty guy. I love him as a little nickel, as the nickel, uh, just a guy that has a nose for the football, had four interceptions, returned two for touchdowns last year. So, defensively, we're just excited about the group that we bring back.
0: Talking Whitehaven High School football, just outside of the High School Football America 100 honorable mention this year. A couple of state championships under Coach Salisbury's run. And uh, Coach, let's uh, flip it over to the offensive side of things. What do you have coming back? What do you have? What do you have to fill? What's it look like?
1: Uh, well, first and foremost, it starts with Cameron Snead, our tailback, uh, at almost 2,000 yards last year overall. Uh, so again, just being able to run the football, and he can catch the ball in the backfield. So being every down back, uh, he has that. So uh, starting with that, you got to be able to run the football to win. I think football still boils down to that to be able to stop the run and run the football uh leads to be able to win championships. Uh, and we have our quarterback back. Uh he missed most of the season last year. He actually didn't come back until the playoffs. He really came back right at the end of the season and came back in the playoffs. Uh Keyshawn Harris. So we're so excited to have a full season uh with him. Uh one that has a pocket passer that is an athlete, you know, so not vice versa. A lot of times in high school you have athletes uh, at quarterback that aren't really uh, passers, but he's a passer that happens to be an athlete. Uh, So it gives us a dynamic ability on offense to be able to throw the football but also have the whole RPOs and all the other option game and everything else that we can do with him. Uh, So we're excited about what Keyshawn can bring as the leader of our offense. Uh, But we tell him nothing, everything starts up front. Uh, we have a pretty new offensive line that's going to be coming. Uh, but we're really excited about the group of guys, uh, that we have up there. We got all, all ages. We have seniors all the way down to sophomores that will be contributors along the offensive line. Uh, but one of the starters we have returning Jamal Graham, who, who'll be a junior. Uh, he started for us last year. We're excited about what he's going to bring to the table. Uh, got two sophomores, Lou Baugh and Taylor Williams, that we're extremely excited about. Uh, for what they're going to bring on offensive line. Uh, but it all starts at center with Mike L. Taylor, who will be a senior this year uh, at the center. Uh, so, again, everything starts up front, and we're excited about that. Uh, and just looking and excited about the guys that we have. Again, we're going to be inexperienced in some places at wide receiver, but we're excited about the guys that we have in place uh have a kid, Jalen Munger, a transfer from Ridgeway, uh that we're excited to see what he's gonna do. We have a kid, Bronson White, uh, who actually came to us as a quarterback. Uh but he's too good of an athlete uh to be standing holding a clipboard next to me <laughs> charting plays. Uh so he's gonna probably play some wide receiver this year as he trains as a quarterback uh possibly for a senior season. Uh but so we're excited about what these guys can bring uh to the table and uh sneaky got Tre- uh, Terrell Holt, who are excited about at wide receiver, that- that's one of the guys we can depend and lead on. So we got some young guys all going to be sprinkling around there, but I tell them you got to prove it on the field. Uh, and then when you prove it on the field, uh, then the recognition will come because the lights will be uh, – I tell them, you're going to be playing under the lights. You're going to be getting some attention. <laughs> yeah, time is to shine when uh, you out there because we have some pretty big ball games we have to uh, play this year. Uh, so they have ample time. To really show it. Um, But in the offensive backfield, to go along with Cameron Snead, we do have a running back, Marcus Taylor, that's going to be a junior. And we're excited. He's a big back. Uh, We're
0: excited about him being explode on the scene as well and have a big year. One of the beauties of uh, high school football, of course, is you you, you have kids coming in and out just like college, so to speak. But uh, how much conversation has there been about uh, not having the finish you wanted last year? How much talk is there about uh, changing in that silver for a gold medal in the championship? Is that Something that you talk about, your staff talks about as you go through the off season.
1: Oh, it's something we—it's it's prevalent in our mind. You know, we say there's only one team going to be happy at the end of the year, and we weren't that team. So since we weren't that team, the challenge is to change it. Uh, if you don't like the history, change it. Uh, If you don't like the result, the end result, change it. So it's in their hands to do it. But understand that it's not going to be given to you. The process that involves winning championships starts by your daily habits. Uh, The process is what's important. Uh, Again. Those that are successful, you listen and learn from them. Again, obviously Nick Saban in Alabama sets a precedent uh, for how to build a team and how to go through the process. Uh, Dabo Swinney at Clemson, same thing. Uh, I'm a pitch-versed dealer fan, so I know Mike Tomlin, mm-hmm. uh, things he does. So I'm one that if you always look to those that are successful, and
0: as they are successful, they teach you the things that you can do. Culture is the buzzword, but it really is the word. I mean, you can see all the winners, the guys you named there. They all have that that culture going on. Rodney Salisbury, a longtime coach at Whitehaven, a team that uh, is, is getting toward that goal, which he wants to have uh, in that conversation every year when our rankings come out. Uh, coach, uh, you are in camp right now. Uh, like I said, you had spring ball. You had your summer workouts. What are some of the boxes you feel this team needs to check in camp to let you know they're ready not only to take on that rugged schedule but get that deep run like you like in in December
1: uh well the biggest thing is taking care of your body uh we tell everything and you know, a couple of little things that we talked about in the in the spring and going through summer workouts is if you can bend you can win you know your power is in being able to bend and be able to stay low and drive people and you know you know where that's leaning It's leaning about up front mm-hmm. uh the games are one in the trenches Uh, so we're excited about our guys being intentional on the offensive line and defensive line, getting better every day and being able to move people off the football and be able to move people, uh, and, and block destruction. So those things that we talk about and we're intentional about and just excited. Another kid just popped in my head, a kid that, uh, just came to us. Uh, again, just his family, family moved into our area. And I just like it. Just I love those gifts. Uh, (laughs) apparently, you know, the parent is like, that kid, Edric Cole, that linebacker, I mean, there's a kid, it's like if somebody took an etch and sketch and wanted to draw a football player, he looks like one. And, uh, you know, and he just adds to that linebacker core. And uh, But he's going to be playing like outside linebacker, defensive end, and just having that, that body type where I can hold my position and I can do all that. So that's what we talk about all the time is just having guys where they can um, be up front, you know, because the game's the one up front, and you're going to probably hear that a lot. You're going to probably hear that a lot. You it's, go called through these Co- it's called Coach with the Speak.
0: Coach Speak, Coach. Yeah. Well, you know what yeah. I feel good about? The fact of the matter is that, um, well, I'm trying to look at it both ways. A, I'm old enough to know what an etch a sketch is, but I'm also thinking about the kids out there listening going, what the heck is an etch a sketch? I know yeah, what a huddle yeah. is, I just I'm know what an etch is. I'm dating myself. <laughs> Well, we're going to wrap up with one other question. We uh, folks were listening uh, to a conversation tonight with uh, Rodney Salisbury, the head coach at Whitehaven High School in Memphis, and uh, I've asked you a couple of times to put on the ambassador hat, and I tried to take the you on a little journey here. I think you've painted a good picture of what Tiger football is all about, but I also, uh, because of the Twitter contest, said you know this is our audience is turned over to you. Uh, what's what's one thing maybe I haven't asked you about, or something that listeners around the the nation would be interested about? Whether it's your was something about your kids, your 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 coaching staff, the school, a little history. Is there anything there that you can throw at them as a little tidbit to go away
1: with? Uh, well, one of the things we're most proud of is that we believe in what we do. Uh, we believe we believe in what we do, and by that means we believe in Whitehaven. We believe in our community, and the evidence is there because I'm an alumni, uh, alum. I'm an alum of Whitehaven High School, so I'm a graduate. I've come back. I'm coaching at Whitehaven, and I serve as the head coach. Uh, the head coach prior to me, Maurice Harris, who's not offensive coordinator at Liberty University, was a Whitehaven graduate, actually my classmate. Uh, the coach before him, uh, Vincent Hunter, who was currently the principal at Whitehaven High School, was also a Whitehaven graduate. Uh, who all We all played under our former head coach, Stan Collins, who now works at the school as our family and community engagement specialist. So it's seen that history and seen that legacy of coaches uh, that have come through and believing in your product, believing in your program, and coming back. Uh, and I have about 80% of my football staff are Whitehaven graduates, nice. uh, the ones that work in the school building and the ones that also uh, volunteer their time. So it's it's just a great atmosphere. It's a great feel to believe in what you do. And it only, not just about the football program, it actually matriculates into the school building uh, because we have over 40 Whitehaven graduates that are teachers in the school building. Uh, So every day the kids understand that it's family, it's a family atmosphere. We believe in what we do. Uh, We have uh, Whitehaven Empowerment Zone Expo where we have a career day where it's all Whitehaven graduates. So pretty much about 95% of the participants that come back, uh Whitehaven graduates that work in all different areas in any scope of profession that you can imagine. They come back and show the kids that you can make it anywhere from here. Uh so that whole concept of showing kids uh to be a window, that there's a window and a mirror to their future. a uh, window where you can see yourself being anything and a mirror you can see someone that's been where you've been, uh, that can achieve anything. So that's one of the biggest things we're proud of at Whitehaven is because we're a
0: family and we We always live by the much respect to Haven. And once a Tiger, always a Tiger. Beautiful. You walk the talk, is what you're saying. Coach, thank you so much for joining us, spreading a little bit of uh, light on uh, what, uh, shedding a little bit of light on what Haven does. And that's a great way to end it. We wish you nothing but uh, success in 2019. And with that schedule, no doubt in my mind, you uh, knock off uh, a a team there early. You may find Tigers in the top 100. So uh, good luck this year. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. Very welcome. Thanks, Coach. Coach Salisbury, one of those uh, coaches that retweeted our tweet on Twitter that allowed him to come on here and uh, promote his program. We're probably going to do that again before the uh, regular season kicks off, give head coaches around the country the opportunity to uh, join us. Uh, tomorrow we will have, I think I said this yesterday at the end of the podcast, so I, I messed up a little bit, but tomorrow is Chuck Peterson, the former AFCA college football assistant coach of the year when he was at Air Force. He's now at Hyde Park in Austin, Texas. Prior to that, he was the uh, the head coach in the ultra-tough Trinity League in Southern California at Orange Lutheran. So Chuck will join us tomorrow on the podcast. Lots of great coaches lined up here over the next couple of weeks. Uh, and again, we thank uh, Coach Salisbury for uh, joining us to talk about Whitehaven. They have a good shot. They get some big early wins to climb into the high school football America one For now, this is Jeff Fisher saying I'll talk to you tomorrow on the High School Football America podcast.